you're listening to The Chartographers. The Chartographers! Uh, it is that music-loving podcast for music-loving people where we take every single album by a particular artist and we rank it uh, worst to best and forget about the rest. The rest are the B-sides, the stuff that's, you know, the ephemera, the Japanese bonus-only singles, all that stuff. You don't need it. It's fine. And hey, guess what? Uh, we are here, and you know what? We've been doing this whole second season where we've been covering so many, like, classic artists, the Michael Jacksons and the Led Zeppelins and the... Iron and Wines, that's not classic. But still, like we've been, we've been moving a little bit more contemporary for this season. Talking Heads? Yeah, Talking Heads. Oh, my goodness, yes. And uh, so and we... It's about to be contemporary. Like, way fucking... They're like the most possible contemporary we can get. Uh, guys, guess what? We decided to, to pull the trigger on it. Today we are talking about one of the biggest pop stars of the moment. Someone who has redefined what dance pop and so many other things are. One of the many artists that we've done who've done Super Bowl halftimes for some reason. Because we keep hitting that thing for a while. But that's right, we were talking about the one, the only, the person who redefined the phrase skirt steak for an entire generation. That's right, we are talking about Lady Gaga. Uh, Mr. Minota, if you're nasty. Jim Minota. Jim Minota. I didn't get that one. The skirt steak? Yeah, what is it? Skirt steak? She's a meat. She steak. was. Oh, she was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't... Ew. <laughs> you definitely that that was my art pop of jokes. So guys, listen. Uh, <laughs> well, we are here. Uh, we are going to be taking any uh, again very more short amount of time. She, I mean, she redefined a lot of what pop music is when she came out 2008, 2009. It was really the apex of what Euro disco was, and essentially she held usher that in in a way where it eventually kind of morphed into EDM. So she kind of was a trendsetter, and then also kind of succumbed to the trends of the time. It's been kind of a go on back and forth that she's done. So it is a fascinating pop music journey that we're about to go on. And of course, before we start ranking all of the wonderful Gaga stuff, we need to talk about our house of Gaga that we've assembled right here in the room. That's right. First off, there is me. I'm Evan Soddy. I, I'm an editor over at Pop Matters. You probably know me as a host of this podcast, but if you know me as a host of the podcast, then you know the person sitting next to me, the red one to my Gaga. That's right. No. Uh, the co-creator of the podcast, Taryn O'Reilly. Taryn. Red one sucks. <laughs> I mean... We'll talk about his, like, only good moments. Yeah, I mean, but they're basically with Gaga, because Sorry Starships by fucking Nicki Minaj and or Poison by Nicole Scherzinger. You just Those don't stack up. Those are not I'm not gonna lie, I do like Poison. I know it's bad, but still. As with a lot of Pussycat Dolls fan worship. Uh, but listen, <laughs> Taryn and I, we could we could do this episode. I have a feeling we could, but we needed, we needed the expert here. We needed the we one, the only. He is literally the most devout Lady Gaga fan that I know. He is an acclaimed photographer, the person that is just joy incarnate. He is whatever the male persona that Lady Gaga did for a while during Born This Way era. A Joe Calderon. Oh, sorry. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah. The Joe Calderon. <laughs> I knew he would know. Right. Michael Kalosny is here in the studio! That's Michael, me. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. How are you? Oh, we're in a fucking great mood. Like, we've been talking about this for a while, but now that the pieces have finally come together and that you're here, I'm, I'm just so, so excited. Happy. I couldn't be more excited. Yeah. Really. Well, guess what? We now have a difficult task in front of us. We are, per the Chartographer's tradition, we are going to rank every album first from worst to best. So let's get into qualifiers because... 
there is some sticky wickets in here. Uh, first off, though, we it basically, and I mean this, basically have four regular albums that we could talk about pretty easily. There was, of course, her debut, The Fame, from 2008. There was Born This Way from 2011. There was Art Pop from 2013. There was a little bit more Put On Your Country Hat, Joanne from 2016. <laughs> And that seems good. Four albums. I mean, we've done artists with, you know, not a lot of uh, things on their discography before, but uh, we got two kind of offset qualifiers to talk about here. First off, there is, of course, the Fame Monster. There is debate over whether her 2009 uh, eight-song release qualifies as an EP or a mini-album or an album or, or just how a straight-up re-release. Yeah, a because... lot of times it's just qualified as a deluxe edition of the Fame, which is kind of odd to me, but that yeah. is what they did at first. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it was available as its own standalone thing. It's also pretty sonically different than the fame mm-hmm. um and and my and not that i'm ever going to defer to the grammys in terms of anything else like that but the fame monster did result in her second album of the year nomination mm-hmm. so since they thought of it in that way i think it is perfectly okay to put the fame monster in our lineup also of it's stuff to 35 rank. minutes which yeah. is the length of many regular albums, albums. yeah we ranked that fucking sufjan stevens ep that was 57 minutes so ep Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> Great. Good job. That's the thing that we did. Yes. Right. I, I was I was tossing Your it in. Memory. Exactly. Spot on. Right. <laughs> Look, we need to know our lineage, our history. Uh, but now, uh huh. So we're we're including the fame monster. Right. With Michael, uh, we, we got it. Yeah. We got exactly. It. We have 100%. to. Yeah. We Germanata. Uh, and <laughs> the thing is that then there's one other thing we have to talk about, and there is actually this has been the most hotly debated thing that we've discussed so far, which is. Cheek to Cheek from 2014, because it was a number one album, but it also just so happened to be a covers album of jazzy duets with Tony Bennett. She became very good friends with Tony Bennett when she appeared on one of his duets album, because, you know, that's what all the old crooners do these days, duets with all these other young artists on there. Uh, But yeah, uh, they had a great relationship and just did a collabo album together. Uh, And then a collabo tour, just all the collabos. Uh, So (laughs) right now, so as such, there's kind of this thing where, like, it is a covers album, which traditionally we haven't done before. Uh, It is also a collaboration album, which traditionally we don't really include in most of our rankings there. Which are the two reasons that I at first was like, why are we including this? Why would we do that? But then again, we've also included things because we felt like they've been essential artistic steps for an artist. It was a chart-topping album, too. Yeah, and it was also Grammy nominated. Grammy uh, Graham won the Grammy for yeah. Best Traditional Jazz Album when right. it came out. Uh, so, like, on the one hand, we could include it for those reasons, but also, I'm just going to tell you right now, if we include it, it will be my number six. Well, that's so, just tossing the stuff out there, though. Geez, wow, just exactly. So I don't know if yeah. we should bother because well, it's well, like... let's let's before anything else, special guest Michael Kolesny. <laughs> where where do you stand on this? You're the Gaga aficionado. Uh, it's difficult to say. I think it is maybe more Tony's album than it is Lady Gaga's. A was released on Columbia Records, which is not Lady Gaga's record label. That, that, does, that doesn't do a lot for me, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But that means it was more his thing than hers. She's still credited on it. She still got the Grammy for it. However, at the end of the day. yeah, I would include it considering the amount of effort she put into it. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, she she put in all of the same effort that she would for any other album that she's put out, mm-hmm. including a tour, including uh, press. 
the the way that she just sort of transforms herself mm-hmm. right for each era she did the same for cheek to cheek so i think she would include it considering the 100%ness that she gave yeah she really gave it her all she she wasn't hawking born this way during the cheek to cheek era no she was not That's true. or yeah. art pop yeah. excuse me yeah. she it was all right, cheek to cheek she finished art pop yeah. You, yeah. Uh, the hair was different all right. so <laughs> I mean, well, well then argument solved at that point uh, you know what I, I am personally I think we should include it I think there is a lot to discuss in terms of artistic merit because I okay. really feel like it's pivotal on that one in that case Great, we got six albums. We got the Fame, the Fame Monster, Born This Way, Art Pop, Cheek to Cheek, and Joanne. Six albums, six spots, number one through six, worst to best. Uh, hey, Michael. Hi. How Hello. you doing? Hi. It's great to have you here. I'm, uh, I'm excited. Oh. Very excited. <laughs> Speaking of adopting characters, yes. <laughs> it's sorry, exciting. Sorry. Were the paparazzi outside? I forgot to ask. Uh, so, hey, listen, number six. And we're going to talk about it, as we always do. We have an open mind. We're going to hear arguments. We're going to debate, as we always do. So, mm-hmm. Mike, I'm going to toss it to you. What would you nominate as the worst Lady Gaga album? A-R-T-P-O-P. Yeah, Art yeah, Pop. Art Pop. All right, let's Art talk Pop. a little bit about Art Pop before we get into the argument. All right, so Art Pop came out uh, at this pivotal time because Born This Way was this huge, it was, I mean, it was a massive success. It had, you know, one of her, yeah, a giant number one single off it, her third straight consecutive nomination for Album of the Year at the Grammys. Like, it was a, kind of a mess. I think we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, but the, basically, she kind of took in her dance pop to more of an inspirational place after kind of exploring the, you know, the partiness of the fame and the dark side of it with the fame monster. And now, all of a some with art pop for whatever reason she thought that wasn't enough like i feel like with art pop this is something where after creating and moving forward with all these trends she then suddenly had to follow them one of her like cool things like madonna back in the day madonna always had an ear for picking out like new upcoming talent in terms of producers to like help expand her Mm -hmm. sound into new directions and this is the first time where she ever kind of succumbed to the Oh, the trends of the day. She hired Zed. Zed had uh, the dance spot, or the electric EDM producer. He had a huge say across a lot of this album. Uh, and as right, such, and she was already having hits at this point. Exactly, and th- so that's why this album it has this kind of technicolor blandness of the production. So many of the songs together just kind of are occupy the same, son- same sonic textures and space. And even with the lesser moments of Born This Way, like, they're at least distinct. I could at least tell them apart. Mm. And here, this is kind of this one blah of synths and beats and other stuff like that. Agreed. 100%, yes. Okay. I mean, what, 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 what was your... I mean, you were the big-ass, hardcore Lady Gaga fan since... Right, you know, and I lived one. through it. I, I right. trudged through the mud. Yeah, so, like, but you were excited about... <laughs> you were excited about Art Pop. Oh, though, absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah, with each each album she puts out, I, uh, I, I, I clear the slate and uh-huh. uh, pretend that... She's perfect again. <laughs> uh huh. Right. I just want to give her a good chance. Yeah. When, when each new album comes out. So what was ultimately when you heard our pop? What was it like for you? What was yeah? This is great. I loved it. Okay. Still do. Still number six. <laughs> it, it it took a while for it to grow on me. I, I the the plasticness of it. Uh, yeah. was at, at its forefront. And uh, I, I, I could tell that there were a lot of tracks that came to her instead of her having much of a say in them, where uh, if, if you watch uh, behind-the-scenes footage of, of every album being made, you can see her uh, getting some say in production for anything that she's done before, but 
this time it was uh, it, it was a lot of other people making Gaga music for Lady Gaga. Oh, okay. And, no, and I can see that. So she was receiving beats as opposed to making them with the producers in question. Uh, yeah, that 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 seemed to be what that the, makes, that makes hmm. a little bit more sense. Well, because also I just feel like this album is just so artificial. Like the thing is, like she in, in her last three albums were dance pop albums outright, but she was able to infuse them with you know kind of clever modern you know like you know twists on you know various tropes or sometimes played into those tropes. Uh, then she you know has a dark song like Bad Woman. She was never Katy Perry, and she would never have the number of number one singles Katy Perry had because she wasn't really accessible. Because Born This Way and you know, Bad Romance. These are, like, complicated songs. These are, like, different layers, like, multi-level kind of, like, it, you know, peeks into her insight. So as yeah. such, art pop, like, you don't need to add art into pop music. You were already doing that just right. fine. So yeah. calling attention to that kind of, you know, limits what you're able to do. Yeah, exactly. That, that was why the conceit of this album was so obnoxious, is because... <laughs> Like, you've been making art pop from the very beginning. Like, your lyrics are, like, pretty obtuse about, you know, there are biblical themes and some lyrics that, like, maybe don't totally click, but they're very poetic. Yeah. And so, you're like, you're already, like, building these worlds and you're, you're getting messages across. So then when you get to this record and it's just, like, it's art for the sake of art's sake and not for the sake of pop's sake. And I think it Ooh, suffers from like that. that. Where, where everything else sort of felt like, uh, but before, before art pop, it, it, it was an artist making pop music. That's, mm-hmm. that's the reason I dug so deep I into like her yeah. instead of, you know, her contemporaries like Katy Perry. Yeah. Who, Rihanna. Yeah. Exactly. Where, where, exactly. They, they were, they were pop musicians making pop music and you know, it, it, it's fun every once in a while, but, yeah. uh, I, I really, dug deep into Lady Gaga because it she uh, she was an artist she she had uh, a very clear concise message she she uh, would have very conceptual pieces that uh, were just sort of coincidentally put into pop songs right mm-hmm. but then you have the uh, fucking opening track of Ara which has this nice little guitar line that just turns to this warped ass <laughs> so, okay. so I will say in Aura's defense I don't I didn't love it at first and then this week I was doing research and I saw that one of the co-producers was infected mushroom yeah which is this I forget which country they're from specifically but they're like a middle eastern heavy elect- like heavy like trippy like, electronic yeah trio i don't know that sort of makes me like it more because it's not instead of looking at it as a like expecting pop from this album which is obnoxious because it's literally in the title art pop but if you stop expecting pop from this album and expect like experimental Techno, yeah. Then I kind of liked it. Well, a if, she, bit if more. She, and if she kept with that conceit, that would have been one thing. I actually dig the song the "Art Pop" because it just kind of like it feels so different from everything else on the album. It feels like it's kind so of much this, calmer. Like, yeah, it's calmer and like it's moody and it's sensual in a way that "Do What You Want" is not sensual. "Do What You Want." Keep in mind her R. Kelly duet or Christina Aguilera because they wanted it to chart higher duet. Uh, like <laughs> that one is like it's a genuine pop song. It's just a very simple beat, you know, kind of like you know, like it'll reverb, oh, you know. Such a good beat. Yeah. It really is. 
yeah, and like it was it was great. But the thing is that like it, every time she always had these moments on her previous albums of like poking out like, by the way, here's kind of a blondie-ish song I'm gonna do now, and here's kind of a countryish song I'm gonna do now. Like she always had to like spoke outside of her genre. Here on this album, I don't know what the fuck is going on when she gets the ballad is dope. I love you more than dope. I'm like, <laughs> well, and that's I mean. She's always been an incredible singer, which I had sort of discounted in my memory. And then Mm -hmm. listening to the fame again, I was like, oh, even when they have auto-tune turned up way too high, she sounds amazing. Like, she's always been an incredible vocalist. And, And then as the years went on, she learned how to use, like, pronunciation more. And, like, she started playing with the way that she just, like, formed sounds and... It really like changes the effect of a lot of the, the song? songs. You're talking about the song "Applause." Sure. Right. <laughs> For example, but like, and I think that's part of why Tony Bennett knew that she could do this big Broadway thing yeah. was because she had like she clearly had the chops to do it yeah. and she knows how to pronounce that way. Yeah. And sometimes she just does a straight up pop vocal. Also. She's a vocal but so chameleon. Yeah. But so like but then sometimes because she's such a vocal chameleon, she takes it like way too far. Way too far. far. Yeah. And you're just Which like Which I love. Yeah, but then but honestly <laughs> applause I hate that applause was a hit. I really do. That is oh my I mean aside from all her like self referential critical stuff and then Sometimes suddenly, I'm the coons, and, and suddenly, suddenly the coons is me. And like, sh- shut the fuck up. Honestly, <laughs> For those girl, who don't know, coons is stop. the artist who made the giant statue that is the cover, the cover of our pop. Ugh, anyhow. Jeff Coons, yeah. what a what a guy. What a what a human. Uh but listen, I I, I I personally I personally would agree with you. I would be totally okay with throwing uh art pop at the last slot, Darren. So the only reason that I would put cheek to cheek below art pop is just because it is a sound that I have heard my entire life Mm -hmm. done by everyone. Your mom's going to love this album. And yes, she sounds great, but it doesn't, they don't bring anything new to these songs. And so for me, it just doesn't like, yes, it's, it's fun to hear Lady Gaga performing in this style, but I just, like, with a few exceptions, like, I, I really love Cheek to Cheek, this song. Well, yeah. And I think that her vocal performance on Lush Life is Their fucking amazing. Yeah. It's probably one of her best performances ever. 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 Yeah. And so for that, in that sense, it is, like, worthwhile. It's worth listening to if you're a fan. But then when you get to But Beautiful or Firefly or... Oh, garbage. Just... Or like Nature Boy. Nature Boy's fine. And like Nature been, Boy is not yeah. fine. I've been, <laughs> it's not fine. When David in. Bowie covers it, that is it. That is done. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I've also been in anything goes. So like, I really don't need to hear another version of this. Oh, and so, man, I'm, well, okay, but here's in okay. that sense, I'm just like, oh, or like, I it don't mean a thing. Like everyone who has been in any sort of like doo-wop, difficult doo-wop, choir doo-wop, has doo-wop. performed that in high school. I feels very show it. choir. I respect it in the course correction it did for her career. I think it was a smart move. Mm. But I don't 
I don't ever need to listen to it again. All right. There here's, are things in art pop that I legitimately like. Enjoy. There are things, but here's the thing I would say about this though. Uh, the thing is that like, and I don't need to read other critics because as we all well know, I reviewed every one of her non cheek to cheek albums for pop matters. And I'm quoted extensively in her Wikipedia page. <laughs> and apparently I listen, the only, this is the only time I'm pulling this card. And apparently there's even been like some books that come out that are just like reprints or repurposing Wikipedia pages. So I'm quoted in some books about that. Cool. I know. Nice. I don't fucking get it. But uh, here's the thing. The one thing there was, I read another critic, uh, Stephen Thomas Irwin of all music. He had a really nice thing about cheek to cheek. He says, this is one of the... Because standards albums come out Diamond Dust, and there's going to be about ten that come out every year. That's what I'm saying. Half of them by Michael Bublé. But this is one where genuinely... The thing that makes it work is the fact that you have two personalities here, two very distinct personalities that override the songs. Like, the songs are there. Like, these are just standards on there. But when you hear Gaga just fully get into it, and just the way her voice, like, you know, like, ascends and, you know, like, you know, warbles at the right times, and just, like, it's all over the place. Sometimes she's a little shrill. A little bit. I'll admit that, yes, exactly. When she's going, like, full all the way up there belting, it's like, you know, there are a few where I'm like, "Mm, I think you could have used a better take. But Tony still sounds stolid as hell. Sometimes. Exactly. And then you put on Sophisticated Lady, and he sounds like a turd. (laughs) Oh, that's, that's, that's slightly fair. Turdy Bennett. He sounds really bad on that song there's there are some like straight up flat moments and he's uh, like his age shows and that's something i will say for this album for the most part and i i'm i think part of it is because gaga has such a use a youthful energy that you don't notice tony's age for a lot of these tracks and then on sophisticated lady I don't know if it's fair to mention Tony's solo performances on that album, but I would say that considering his age, uh, I really appreciated the inclusion of Don't Wait Too Long, which... uh, Oh, and the... it, it really, it really gave a, a, a feeling to the album. Oh, where I mean, don't wait too long. I think the most famous uh, version of it is Frank Sinatra's, which you know, it's Frank Sinatra. You're not gonna. Yeah, you're, you're not, not going to deny that. You're not the king, but, you know? Exactly. But I also love, like, during the tour, too, like, they also just brought out a whole bunch of other shit. Like, we saw this one clip. It's on her YouTube channel of her doing, uh, like, red jacket, black hair. There's a cover of Bang Bang, He Shot Me Down. That's on the yeah. deluxe edition, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was like, okay. And she sounds fucking okay. amazing on yeah, that, too. Exactly. Even though that's another song where I'm like, this has been covered so many fucking times. Like, I'm just over it. And that's that, That's part of the thing here is I, while I understand that they're doing, like, a covers album of standards, there are some standards that have been covered to death, and they picked, like, four of those. Terrence, two-word review of the Cheek to Cheek, over it. Uh, I would also, I since you brought up the Deluxe Edition, I will say that I really enjoy Goody Goody, which is a track where Tony sings the whole thing, and then Gaga is just like... Little, Cute little interludes, yeah, little, which during just, her live performances were so cringeworthy. Oh, I'm sure they really they were they were terrible. And and, and I, I you could see Tony's age and his lack of response. Oh. Where where Gaga might get a little flirty with him, and Tony would just kind of stare straight into the crowd, no reaction. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, in yeah, that, that case, in right. that case, can we say our pop number six, cheek to cheek number five? No. I mean, I guess if you guys outvote me, but I just, like, I think that Art Pop has a lot of fun stuff on it. Like, I've really gotten into sex dreams this week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Donatella and 
fashion is like goofy fun. Yeah, it's fashion not was more fun than I want to. I don't want to enjoy like, it, but I do enjoy it's it. It's yeah. Geta and Will I Am who know how to make fun pop music, and yeah. so it just like grooves. But then, and... but then, but then, the reason why we're putting Art Pop at number <laughs> fucking six is because uh, Cheek to Cheek does not have duels and drugs on okay, there. Okay, that's a valid point. So... I think if you get the deluxe deluxe <clears throat> edition of Cheek to Cheek, there is a rap by Twista, and it's pretty solid. Wait. You mean as long as I'm regular I'm absolutely kidding. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm 100% I was like, kidding. How did I miss that? <laughs> I want Twister rapping on a Tony Bennett song. That sounds That's amazing. <laughs> Please bring up my dear friend, Twister. <laughs> um, so, yeah, okay, I've been generally... Fine. No, Jules and Drugs is like the worst garbage ever. 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 It, it sounds be... like it was beamed in from another shittier album and from I will a say, shitty universe. I will say... The Twistiverse is good. Yeah. Doesn't redeem but it, jack shit. But the chorus, oh. Gaga's entire part is I, hot, hot garbage. And the hottest garbage. are bad. Too short It is, is molten hot rapper. garbage. Uh, I will <laughs> say, this song is tolerable, listened to as an instrumental. No, not even that. I, would, I will give DJ White Shadow props for making a decent hip-hop song. And... Hip-hop... <laughs> Hip hop song. It's a it's a great hip hop song. I picked up this album at Target and it's all right. I don't even know what this accent is. I'm loving it though. Thank you. Uh, that being said, I mean, okay, okay. fine. Let's put our pop all at right. six. Let's stop talking about it. Okay, okay. then I'm, I'm very much okay. Bless you. All right. So in that case, though, uh, we've already selected our number six. We've already selected our number five. In that yeah. case, Taryn. Uh huh. How you doing? I'm okay. Good. Yeah, Great. good. Hey, so when it comes to picking up the number four... Oh, this is really hard. Yeah. For me, I'll be honest, in my mind is pretty clear at this point. Um, okay, you go then. Okay. my If you go onto Michael's Facebook page, assuming he loves you as a friend, he had hats made at one point. Uh, pink, uh, pink hats that actually said, Make Joanne Great Again. Uh, and I don't know exactly the intent on it. I hope he expounds upon it. But for me, it has to be Joanne. It's because I'm an artist. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Gaga. Uh, yeah, my pick is Joanne. And it's not because... I, I would say that we're in kind of like mixed territory at this point. I think anything you could have said for number four in some way or another, depending on who you are... Yeah, that's the thing. Right, is, exactly. Is that like, I feel like these other four, none of them are perfect. Mm-hmm. And... There's great things to be found yes. all across the board here, yes. which is why, yeah, you know, I I understand the argument for Joanne. It it again has grown on me a lot this week. I sort I totally dismissed it on first right. listen. You know, I went through. I was because it's not what we it's were expecting from Lady Gaga, but right. it also is exactly what we told Gaga we wanted her to do, and we still didn't like it. We want authenticity! Where's the dance music? Right. Exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. So, like, there, she she can't win no matter what well, she does at this point. Right. And but, I think part... And it's one of those things where, like, she kind of tries to have it both ways, where in many ways, you look at the cowboy hat, you look at her doing the big old Super Bowl. Uh, you like, at, it's kind you of... You look at her doing a big country ballad with yeah. a Carrie Underwood co-writer, and yeah. you... Like, it's basically, like, it's her doing a country album but she still makes it not a country album she still like has songs like ao and you know kind of like that you know the perfect illusion other things like that that aren't mm-hmm. country like it's still kind of like her version of country kind of but not really to a degree so yeah. like city girl visits a rural it's, it's, yeah it's less country and more just guitar genres mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Like, any yeah. sound that you could do with guitars besides, like, metal metal. Which... It wasn't love! It wasn't love! <laughs> it was a perfect illusion! <laughs> Uh, if it, uh, yeah. former, if I can find it, I will find a way to insert John Harvey, a former guest of the podcast, uh, his version. Oh my of, god! Uh, and it's the tag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. His version of. He sounds uh, yeah. straight up like he, well, because she pronounces that so Broadway, which yeah. is so oh, obnoxious. And it, it, absolutely, but, that's that's one of the main reasons, and, and it so becomes slightly yeah. unlistenable. He sounds like the Duke from Moulin Rouge when when he does it. It wasn't we'll for you uh-huh. to do the podcast. Uh, but also, can we briefly talk about for a second though? This will this will lead back to something that comes up a lot during Gaga's career. Like I would argue, I think all of us would agree that she is an artist. She has very clear artistic intent, but she is also, and we need to be real about this here, a pretty good ripoff artist too. How yeah. dare you? Oh, no, oh also, Michael, yeah. Evan, you're being reductive. <laughs> so speaking of reductive, <laughs> can we talk about how Perfect Illusion? Uh, it sounds like like a Stevie Nicks interpretation of whatever the fuck that other song is. That sounds like it. You mean the Madonna song? I got Papa Don't Preach out of it. Yeah, yeah Papa exactly, Don't Preach. Yeah. I'm keeping my baby. Well, it's a perfect illusion. You know, it's it's only the exact same hook. Exactly. Um, and it, will, it, yeah, that's not the first time it's happened. Yeah. I will say, though, that Perfect Illusion, the verses are terrible. The verses are bad. It's a bad melody. Oh, it's, just, you it's, 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 it's wrong. It's, it's wrong. It's wrong. Right, right. It's, it's It just keeps descending. It just <laughs> keeps descending. <laughs> right, yeah. Both melodically and interest-wise. <laughs> whereas, whereas, like, for for Perfect Illusion, when you get to the last, like, minute after the when key change... When he does change, the key change. Yeah. And, oh. then, and then, like, just the... The outro where she's like, "It was a perfect illusion." I love that part. That I, w- I was I was hoping you were gonna love that because that's her diva moment that yeah. I needed out of Joanne. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and that's the thing too. We're like, and again, this is one of the things where it just is all over the goddamn it's really place. All over the place. Because there's like that, I'm not a fan of. I mean, and of course, obviously, Hey Girl continues the fine tradition of ripping off uh, Benny and, and the, the Jets, Jets which we, is can we not talk about Hey Girl. You what? don't want to talk about we it? We just shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, Gaga described Florence Welch as one of the best vocalists doing it right now, and I was like, oh, she boy. is a vocalist. <laughs> I mean, don't she I has, love me she some Florence Welch. She has a powerful Welch. voice. She, sure. is, she sure. is not technically talented. Yeah. Sure. But, um, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. But she did that Calvin Harris song. And, and oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. Points yeah. back for uh, yeah, right. Florence. Yeah. Well, go back to the story. Parties, for sure. Yeah. But like, um, yeah. And, and there are people that are kind of disagree with. It. I think like it sounds kind of placid by itself. I'll say, I ahead. will say. So she has three songs on here that she co-wrote with Hillary Lindsay, who also co-wrote "Jesus Take the Wheel." Among, my favorite song. Among many <laughs> other like number yeah, the whole one country hits. Your back, right? And so those yeah. songs are Ao. Million reasons. It was a bonus track, right? Oh, and a bonus track. Was it Regio Regio Girls? Regio Girls. Which, by the way, best worst song on that album. (laughs) I (laughs) love hate that song so (laughs) much. Yeah. Really? So I really I hate love that song so much little. I really do. It was one of those songs that I hated so much that I just started to love it. And right. it's sunk yeah, in. in there. Ooh. Yeah, but honestly, here's the thing. A Million Reasons is kind of a, like, you know, 
placid ballad. She's so proud of that song, though. I, I, I can tell. I dig that, though. Like, it is from that proud country t- tradition of just, like, you know, kind of, like, you know, extended metaphors, you know. She's just, just crooning. Give me one yeah. reason to And again, her right. vocals sound great. And yeah. It's she one of the only... during the Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. It's one of the only uh, Lady Gaga singles that, you know... Karen from Finance talks to me about. <laughs> I heard that song on the radio. Oh, by the way, Karen from Finance. That Lady Gaga girl. song. Exactly. You know, she's talented. But, but she, she, pronounces, oh, she? she pronounces it Lady Gaga, right? Lady Gaga. Yeah, of course. Uh, but, and so that's the thing. Like, this album, there are moments that work. But here's the thing. Oh, also, this... fun fact, Beck co-wrote Dancing in Circles. Another song about masturbation. Is so crazy yeah. to me. Beck. Yeah. Beck, the Scientologist Beck? Yeah. yeah. Not Father John Misty, crazy guy, who wrote oh, other songs I mean, on here. So, he, Dancing in Circles, also fun fact, her third song to reference touching herself. Sure. She's sure. got So Happy I Could Die, Sex Dreams, and Dancing in Circles, all about I think she might masturbate. Yeah. Maybe. Just maybe putting that out there. Gaga. You know, wait, did you know that she also smokes marijuana? What? Look, and she, and it, allegedly. It featured, and it featured allegedly. Heavily. Actually, she talked about it extensively. And on Attorney her General Jeff Sessions quoted her I as saying, never, I'm addicted to marijuana. I, that's why he's against marijuana. Right, I would never it, stand addicted. for an artist who smokes name, drugs. Listen. <laughs> name, <laughs> or one, alcohol. name one artist who smoked drugs that we remember today. Name one. You can't do it. You no, can't they're all dead. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Like Tony Bennett and his reanimated corpse. <laughs> Singing all of cheek to cheek. Uh, oh, that wax figurine was lifelike. iTunes uh, speaker. Uh, I guys, will, say, I will say, though, on Joanne, the probably the strongest moment is the two Father John Misty co-writes together. Sinner's For me, prayer. I really like Sinner's okay. Prayer. It's a grower. It's, just, it's a grower. It's Not a grower a and it's just a classic. It's not, not a hymn, but you get what I'm meaning. Like, yeah. it's a classic... It's a classic structure that she brings her own little thing to, and then come to mama. Come to here's the thing. When I look at Joanne, <laughs> there isn't a song on here that I'm just like I, I don't like. There's songs that I enjoy or whatever, but come to mama. This big old brassy like you know like kind of show number just feels great. Like I'm like fuck yeah, Gaga. Like this feels. So much like you. I'm very surprised it's taking you this long to get here. And it's something that she wouldn't yeah. have been able to do without Cheek to Cheek. Right. 100%. Well, and it's a thing, it's a song that wouldn't have fit on any of her albums earlier at all. No. It, it really, like, she had to have Joanne to do that. And yeah. so, but I, yeah, I, I really dig it. I mean, again, she sounds phenomenal. She always sounds phenomenal. I should probably just stop saying that. I'm, I'm thinking that uh, the, the Britpop influences are what I really connected to because Mark Ronson is so on this album and you would yeah. expect him because he's transformed so far from where, where he started. Now he's this uh, this hit maker that you, you employ specifically to get you a number one uh, album or song. Well, after he did Bruno Mars's fucking... It was old, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uptown Funk. Which is... It's, it's, it's interesting that he has that reputation, though, because... The rest of the album that Uptown Funk came from was not good. No. And 
And I don't love his production on Joanne. He's not a great I feel no. like I feel like Joanne could be a better album with changing only the executive producer. But specifically, Come to Mama, it feels like... one of My favorite uh, Mark Ronson album is Version from 2007. Right, yeah, which it, it, it's, it's so, so Britpop-y. And, 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 I, and I love it. And I think, I think Come to Mama might even belong on there if it, if it were a cover of something, yeah. obviously. Yeah, sure. And of course, you know, he was responsible for, of course, the best non-album track that Amy Winehouse ever did. Absolutely, it? Valerie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was oh, fantastic. Yeah, I forgot yeah. that he did Valerie. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know who did Valerie before her and I don't but it didn't matter because after that happened matter exactly right. it's an Amy Winehouse right. song yeah. real quick I just want to say my absolute favorite song on Joanne uh, Diamond Heart I think it has the vigor I think it has the the grit that I love out of Lady Gaga it has this like Fire and Michael is anger. squeezing his hand as I am I am I have a I have a koosh ball in my hand <laughs> <laughs> I, I, heart I, have a, I have the art pop Kuntz ball, mirror ball, in my hand. It's glowing red hot. Luminous blue. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I just, it has that fire, and it got me so excited for Joanne, and then it, Ayo, it felt like this, it, this downhill. Just it up. Yeah. It, 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 and it wasn't really a quick downhill fun roller coaster right, ride. Yeah. It was... Hey, here's more. Here's more songs. And that's the thing. Even like John Wayne, like the writing on. I actually like the writing on it. It just feels like, for whatever reason, like I understand like this need to have. You know, you want a man's man or whatever. Like it's a great drive. I think she just gets a little bit too much in her head, like she did with all of art pop and other things like that. So that being said, though, can we all agree, surprisingly, yeah. on Joanna number four? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, in that case, I got I got off easy because uh, I got to do the easy thing of being like, hey, this is my number four pick, which is pretty obvious. Now, oh, are you ready for this? Michael. I'm going to... Michael! There's going to be some real, real... Number three! Ooh, is there going to be blood three. on the dance floor? There could very well, well be. <laughs> okay, Michael, this is it. We're down to the fame. We're down to the fame monster. We're down to born this fame. Uh, now, the question is... <laughs> Number three, what do you nominate? The fame. I'm sorry, guys. This, all the suspense. All the suspense. That's, I don't know how to feel about it. Because that's the thing is like, for me, the fame is like, it's not totally her yet. Right. It's, it's, right. It's very red one. It's very record label. There's, exactly. You, you could hear, uh, Parts of her coming from her brief sign at uh, Def Jam Records, like in um, Paper Gangsta. Yeah. A song that is so outside. Well, I mean, Jewels yeah. and Drugs. Yeah. Uh, okay. But honestly, like, here's the thing. Like, this is a dance pop <laughs> album because I think anyone that's casually listening to the Chartographers, why would you? But anyone that listens to the Chartographers, you would know, you know what Just Dance sounds like. You know what Poker Face sounds like. You know these things. They know, you know, these big, joyous, explosive, instant classic dance pop singles that come out. There's other songs on here. There's, of course, Love Game, another song about writing a disco stick. AA, probably another one of her greats. I'm sorry. Just an opinion. The thing is, Love Game is, like, not a good song, but I listen to it all the time. Right. Like, yeah. You know, like, at least once a month, probably, I'm like, oh my god. I love Game. I love Game. Right. It's good. Yeah, it's a good song to have that imaginary, like, gorgeous hunk of a human being that you could like <laughs> throw in a 
booth at the CTA and just start like steaming up the windows with you. It's in the music video. <laughs> Such a specific. <laughs> I love it. But, I mean, but here's the thing. We have Are these there things. Booths? We in CTA? A CTA I've booth. I've been to a CTA booth, guys. <laughs> oh, cool. Chicago reference. But here's the thing. Uh, like, the moments that really strike to me about the fame, because uh. I still enjoy those dance pop moments. You know, I could even enjoy paparazzi sometimes. Like, I have mixed feelings yeah, about it. But, like, the fame, the song, kind of this big old, like, B 52 style kind of rock number. And then you have this goddamn Summer Boy, which sounds like a Blondie Ooh, song, basically. I love Summer Boy. I, that's yeah. okay. Summer that's Boy, that's all right. I don't love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You love boys, Here's boys, my, boys. My, my rationale here with putting the fame where it's at is I think that the highs on the remaining three albums are all very high, and we need to judge these last three based off of the lows on the on the fame, the fame monster. Mm-hmm. Okay. This way. And I think the lows on the fame... Dip, just dip a little lower than their Beautiful, competitors. Beautiful, dirty, dirty, you know, rich, rich, dirty. See, dirty. I like that song too. I, I do too, and I, I have a nostalgic connection with every single one of these songs. Right. Yeah, but see, the pathetic thing pathetic as it may be, that, like, I, you're just, AA, you're just star tr- starstruck. I get it. You know. Oh my god. See, oh, yeah, the other thing <laughs> is that like. I get that it's 2008, but oh my god, turn the fucking autotune off. Like, she's phenomenal. She she's a great vocalist. And so that's yeah. part of why, like, Starstruck and Paper Gangsta aren't terrible songs, but they, like, it annoys me while I'm listening to them. I'm just right. like, because it's so blippy. And, yeah. and why I fell uh, so hard for it was uh, I, I imagined her, and it was later revealed, this is true, this is her... Uh, pretending that she is this uh, dumb idiot pop star who only cares about money and boys and she just wants fame and it was the I, I considered it like a performance art piece and that's sure. why I liked it so much and I there's a part of me that sees that and a part of me that also feels like that's giving her way too much credit too right because also know, like, this yeah. is what all pop songs were about in the eh, 2000s I so. think she, she, I, she she curated this personality for herself that uh, she did it, it, it was it was so obvious that it, it, I mean now that you look back at Lady Gaga versus her, you know a, a year before that her being Stephanie Germanata brunette even that's a big difference okay that's a big difference sonically her hair color absolutely uh but then also honestly i know terrence not as big a fan i like brown eyes too like that again it is a good song absolutely it points her towards the directions that she goes on later but you know now that we debated it because when you said it it was controversial i i think i might be on the the fame train for number three i think we should Discuss. I think we should talk about the other albums first. Okay. All right. I mean, so okay. No, you're right. No, wait, let's just lock it in because I will also say that none of the hits on here are as good as the hits on the other two that we have left. So. Okay. Well, listen, guys. We've been we've been doing some pretty good progress on this. I'm actually very excited right now. Uh, the fame. Well, let's just do a brief recap here. Number six, Art Pop. Number five, Cheek to Cheek with Tony Bennett. Number four, Joanne. Number three, The Fame. Leaving a brutal glitter-strewn disco ball duke out <laughs> with The Fame Monster and born this way all right so let's before we even talk about rankings before we even talk about rankings let's talk about the albums in sequential order 
Let's talk about the Fame Monster. Now, the Fame Monster was preceded by a little song called Bad Romance. And Taryn and I were discussing it the other day. We think it might go down as one of the most iconic pop singles of the last ten years. Ever. One of the most iconic pop singles ever. Because this was the moment when she was like, she was already, I mean, she had number ones before. Like, she was famous. And for whatever reason, Bad Romance, I can't remember what kept her away from number one. It was like number two on the charts for like goddamn For ever. like nine weeks or something. Exactly. Like that. But the thing is that it, was, it felt like a number one because here was chorus upon chorus upon chorus. Like three, like it, three choruses that would sound great in any other right. artist. Yeah. That's but they're the in the same song. Is that It's like, it's the structure and BPM of a normal pop song, but it's five minutes long because there are three choruses that mm-hmm. she just stacks on top of each other and that takes up time i want your ugly i want your disease <laughs> that's a verse but, exactly you know. but it's still at the same time though like it's it feels like she's talking about such weird concepts she's talking about it's not a love song or anything else like that it's this very much right. anti-love song thing, yeah that's why it's also so important to count this as its own entity is because it's it's such a stylistic break from the fame. Yeah. Like, the fame was about what pop songs are about, partying and drinking and being famous and money. And then Fame Monster was suddenly so odd on every different track. It right. has its own little weird twist to it. It was it was her uh, her evolution as an artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and her new statement she needed to make was... Uh, along the journey to fame, I've encountered these monsters, and she wrote each song as a tribute to these monsters that she had. There was addiction with So Happy I Could Die. To masturbating? To masturbating. Right. Correct. It is is the Satan idle hand, Satan, you know. You gotta be careful. Yeah. Harry Palms. But uh, there was the literal song Monster, uh, the monster of men. Uh, each song had a connection to telephone some... her fear of telephones exactly <laughs> <laughs> I think it was her fear rotary of... oh my god her fear of... her fear of Beyonce yeah. oh Beyonce <laughs> it's a healthy fear it's wait, like wait, wait, wait listen if Beyonce showed up on your phone and it's... you held it up on ID you'd be like ah, ah. I will say that I shit my pants just thinking about it while we're on the concept of telephone I, I think that it's definitely worth noting that this was Still basically Sasha Fierce era for Beyonce. Correct. And then after collaborating with Gaga, who co-wrote everything on all of her albums and had this like huge artistic vision, she fired her dad and put out four and started also being her own artist. (laughs) And honestly, at this point, doing it better than Gaga. But like, I think that that was a... Collaborating with Gaga was a big moment for her. Yeah. In that. Well, I also find it interesting that they collaborated on two songs, and Gaga clearly walked away with the better of the two of Telephone well, versus Video no, Phone. No, Video Phone was a remix. That's that's true, but I I thoroughly enjoy Video Phone featuring Lady Gaga. Uh, obviously not as much as Telephone. You are absolutely yeah. right. Telephone well, is Here's what I love about Telephone, because when we talk about Lady Gaga, of course, we're talking about the visual elements, you know, beyond the meat dress and everything else like that. Her music videos, for the most part, are pretty visually epic, crazy mm-hmm. things that are just delightful and rewatchable many times over. And Telephone has such an epic scope for just this cheesy, cartoonishly, 
evil and wonderful music video that you keep forgetting it's a song about not wanting to pick up your phone when you club in. You know? Right. It the, has, the video has literally nothing to it do. It has terrible lyrics like, video? sometimes I feel like I live in Grand Central Station. Or, I can't text you with a drink in my hand, A. I know, and it, it is one of the things, like, these are terrible <laughs> lyrics, but I love the fuck out of it. Like, it's uh, presented so it, well. It really it's also is. her only Dark Child song. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is notable. It is, absolutely it is. But the music video for it, it just Else causes the song it. to transcend. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. oh, all of the awful uh, uh, advertising in the... Yeah. There's Virgin Mobile. Did you get a Virgin There's Mobile? There's Miracle Whip. Did you get a Miracle Whip? I did get a Miracle Whip. <laughs> a whole jar of it. And I still have it. <laughs> I should probably throw it away, but you know what? Not until Gaga dies. That's the pledge Sorry, I made to her. I'm waiting for Telephone Part Two. Okay. Oh right, because it says to be continued <laughs> at the end. Are sure? Uh, let's, yes. let's be honest, though. Where's little little part? bit of credit to uh, to Quentin Tarantino for Gaga sitting down and explaining the content of the video and him being like, you know, you should borrow the pussy wagon from Kill Bill and just gives it to her and uh, then they use it in the video. And, and like, I mean, that was really I mean cool. he gave it. She it gave it back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was already. That's legendary. a something. But you said. But you said. <laughs> you wanted to go ahead and judge the fame monster against its weakest moments which I think is a fair thing right and I would say there are some and honestly Ale I know Alejandro Alejandro yeah honestly Alejandro like that chorus would probably sound better sung by Shakira and I mean that sure uh, because like it just feels like kind of that open air style of song it just feels weirdly ungodly. like it, yeah it's that that almost Caribbean beat thing mm-hmm. happening yeah and it's just the back half of this is so incredible to yeah. me that when you have the song Monster Alejandro and Monster right next to each other it's kind of like oh it's a little rough I, Monster might be the weakest point yeah on, on absolutely. The legitimately Monster. legitimately exactly yeah. but then again my I favorite think... my favorite lyric from Monster is we might have fucked not really sure I don't quite recall but something tells me that I've seen him yeah that boy's a monster Oh, so you have no... No evidence. No <laughs> yeah, basis. No basis. You right. don't even remember who this guy is. He might have put his dick in you, but you're not sure. She has so many. And, All right. and he's the monster here. She has more dicks than a Richard convention, okay? You are not the father. So, but here's the other thing. Speechless... <laughs> Is like that's like her like again like her giving in hard to her influences which she does sometimes like let me do a fucking Queen song I'm like good good on you girl teeth oh teeth no oh, teeth is so fucking epic yeah it it took me so Strong long to get it. into it it took me so long but the second I got into it I was deep. Yeah. It was yeah. deep. It was teeth deep. It sunk his teeth It was, a, yeah, 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 like back in the molars, that far. <laughs> Story of my life. I'm glad we're having this discussion, guys. Uh, so that being said, I feel like, I mean, the thing is, I feel like the fame monster is, even with those few weaker moments, it feels like, a, even in eight songs, it feels like a much more definitive artistic statement. But then we run into the far more ambitious Born This Way. And before we... Album of the Century. Her quote, not mine. Oh, okay. Shut up, Gaga. <laughs> uh, here's here's the thing I'll say about Born This Way is that I think we could go in and say it's going to have, because there's more songs, there are going to be more weaker moments on there that mm-hmm. just goes without saying. But I can't fault some of those weaker moments against its ambitions because Born This Way is a very ambitious album. Still has the worst fucking cover art of all time. Uh, where she's, which version though your, are you talking about? Uh, the motorcycle one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which no, when, that, when it was announced that was the cover, I was for a while like, ha ha. Oh, she's fucking serious? Sure. She's a face of a motorcycle? That's, I like the deluxe cover where it's just a close-up of her face. face. Yeah. And she's just, like, screaming. I love that one. Yeah, but, yeah no, the yeah. motorcycle is, is bad. It's I like bad. Nick Knight, the photographer who did it. He's a weirdo. And yeah. 
I was into it. I bought it. I didn't like the font either. No, it looked, like, it looked oh, like a fucking oh, it, was, it was a preset. It was a Photoshop preset. That fucking... Oh, the that effect. Font? Yeah, the oh, font, yeah. The, the effect that they applied to it. Uh, Woof. Woof. Okay. Yes. But that being said, there were a lot of things on here. And the thing is that Born This Way is it's confusing and it's overambitious, I think, is a fair way to describe it. Which I don't mind, necessarily. Because here, again, it's your first touch of country with you and I. Kind of this big old stomp clap power ballad. You and I sometimes just fucking gets to me. Like, that's... That's definitely, it surprises me how fucking good it is every time I hear it. Yeah. And it's just, it's up there with, like, definitely one of the best things she's ever written. Yeah. And that's, that's the, in, the weird thing about this album is that it's front-loaded for the most part, and then there's, like, a rough middle section, and then the last two songs are, like, two of her best ever. Yeah, like, listen, and the edge of glory, it should be going as saying, in most days of the week, if you ask me what my favorite Gaga song is, it's going to be the edge of glory. That is just... The, it's I mean it's a power ballad it's just it's then also like it's designed for singers too which yeah. I love too the edge 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 you know like it's like it's so much fun to just like sling yeah, you know up and right. down yo yo yeah. it's a karaoke masterpiece right yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. and that's, that's I I fucking love the edge of glory I really do the only thing and it's such a tiny complaint. But I really think that the synth break after the first chorus kills the momentum. That like, like it's so bad. Yeah, you can sort of imagine like a drum majorette like throwing a baton, walking down. Yeah, it's that's a little. Why, it that's does why throw there's a, a couple. There's a couple synth choices yeah. specifically on Born This Way where I'm like, oh really? <laughs> like another one for me is, and I I've never loved this song. This week just cemented it for me. Born This Way, the title track. I hate, I fucking hate that... And, and I'll even say that I think that the the second half of the chorus, the ooh, there ain't no other way, the production there is straight up sloppy. There are, I counted today, there are five different independently moving synth parts happening. Yeah. They're all super fuzzy, and it just it's just muddy. Like, none of them become the synth hook. There's just a fucking wall of sound happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And but, I think but that, it's that wall of sound that still marches in rhythm as it gallops along, you know? Like, no, it, you know, it's, it's, just, this, it's, it's, it's a fucking disco song wow, at the end of the day, wow, you know? Wow. So, also, it, it's just straight up the melody from I think it's Express just, Yourself. It's, it's Express just, Yourself. Well, I mean, we've all... Especially the secondary chorus at the that. end of Express yeah. Yourself. It yeah. is the chorus of Born This Way. Yeah. That's it true. It is the same melody. That's so, true. Like, but... Michael. I, I just love it. I love it so much. <laughs> it's so good. It's so gay. It's so perfect. And I mean, obviously, everything you said is true about the technical aspects of it. But it's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's and listen, like, we're the chartographers. I mean, we will allow a lot of gay on this show. You know, like, but at the same time, there's, there's so much gay. There's a lot right of gay now. on this. Uh, let's, Judas is still one of the worst singles she ever put out. Yes. Uh, Ooh. Yes. And worst choreography so, ever. Too. Well, we'll get into the video. We'll get into the that videos was, during that, the Happy Hour mini set. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that heavily. But that being so said, I so also but there's so, so many surprises on this album here. Uh, at the right time of day, I do like uh, Shiza. Uh, Shiza, Shiza is yeah. an absolute. That's that's yeah. one that Wonderful. had to grow on me because yeah. it's fake German. Yeah. Those are not German words. Besides, like Fraulein. Uh, but he gets German. Is that what it is? 
I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. That was perfect. I'm from the Midwest, um, y'all. Yeah. But no, I just... Sh- Shaisa, yes. And Shaisa is a straight up Daft Punk beat. Like, yeah. homework era Daft Punk. And it is... It fucking h- hammers you. And that's DJ White Shadow? That's yeah, his name? Yeah, the Chicago guy. That's that like... For I would say that's yeah. one of the best... One of his best contributions, for sure, yeah. is Shaisa. And you, of course, are a fan of Mary the Night. Oh, yes. Mary the Night's my favorite Gaga song. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Hands down. Uh, and I, I just, I think that it has a great upward momentum. And then the breakdown at the end, like, rivals Smooth Criminal for me for, like, best instrumental break. Wow. Like, it just fucking, it makes me lose my gay little mind. Yeah. That's true. Every time. You know, I think uh, on this album, uh, it's not really a, a, a talked about song, but the song that I think that... De- defines the album is not born this way it's highway unicorn because it takes every concept what? it's everything about this album no hey the art the, no i want to hear it. The, the, the cover art is basically uh, the, it, it could absolutely be the single cover for highway unicorn the two things that seemed really big on her mind were gay rights and uh immigration uh and it's all put together in that song. You hear it uh, in Americano and uh, Born This Way. Uh, those those are big fight songs. They have like uh, uh, you know they're great beats and they're they're great pop songs, but they're also very politically charged. And Highway Unicorn kind of sums up the rest of the album in one song. But Highway Unicorn is a bad song. It is. I mean, here's again. Like, can't I can, say I can respect. The outro, the outro. I can respect Highway Unicorn's intentions. It's still shitty. It's, it's at the like, end of the day. Especially yeah. when you're comparing it to, there are like a lot of good <laughs> <laughs> album tracks on here and Highway Unicorn is not one of them. It just sounds like this, it sounds like Gaga live. When you see, when you hear her live, she sounds different than she does on her album right. she's singing live but, but yeah. highway unicorn it has that live gaga feel and that's what i love about it but the other thing is though is that like i feel like there are also moments where she gets weirdly more personal than she does on a couple other things uh like hair kind of talks about like it's kind of this nice little mid-tempo turns into a fast tempo kind of love hair i love the production on hair mm-hmm. i don't necessarily love the extended metaphor for a five minute song that's true. I think, I think maybe like a three minute song, but I am a hair, I'm a hair, I am a hair, I'm a hair, I am a hair, I am a hair, 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 I am a hair. Is we that, fucking that, get it, Gaga. Is that your German again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but that, oh, but also I would say one of my favorite songs is Bad Kids, actually. What? Yeah. No, that's yes, like up yes. for worst nope. Gaga it's, song nope. ever. It's, it's very, so it's very lacking. Oh my God. It's lacking. It, it is, is, is it lacking is, from I'm a, a loser, from... I know that I should be smacked. I don't know. It's just, oh my god. No. There's something, the chorus, the way it's, it builds on there. Yeah, you can, you, you can be cool saying all you want. Oh my god, that song fucking no. got to And here's the thing like, you listeners at home right now, you see there's a lot of different opinions about what different people like about Born <laughs> This Way. And I think that actually speaks to something where in, I feel like in Born This Way, while the Fame Monster is still very much her vision, Born This Way, you could argue, was her not only trying to do a lot of different things she wanted to do, but I also think was appealing to. A lot of different people, too. Because yeah. you and I is far outside of her usual gamut of it's things. It's true. Yeah. Born This Way definitely, even though it was a heavy, heavy dance album, it appealed to a much wider audience. Like, you know, I know for a fact that there were multiple, like, conservative housewives in Wisconsin who were all about this album. Like, you know, they have, like, 
a Michael Bublé album and then they have Born This Way. Yeah, the, like they haven't bought an album since Shania Twain. Right, yeah. and, but they bought this. Yeah. Like, And the thing is, because you hear you and I and you hear The Edge of Glory, you're like, I kind of like her. And even if she right. gets a little bit crazy sometimes, it's kind of what you expect. Like, it's, you know, accessible in that way, too. And again, when I say Born This Way, especially if you get the deluxe edition, which has about 8 billion more songs, mm. it's like over, <laughs> it's God. over ambitious. It has three more songs. It, ha- it has a Whitney Houston song on it. It has... What? Fashion of His Love. That is a Whitney Houston song. Uh, there is no way around it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and no, there's there's fair. a bunch of other I things I do like on that there. one. That's really Oh, it's a good only, song, yeah. and I like that it's a tribute to Alexander McQueen, her... But you're uh, totally fashion. right. Yeah, it's yeah. very much... It's, it's, it's smiling and boppy in a way that Born This Way isn't usually. Yeah. It, right. It feels a little more like AA. So the fact that, like, I dig bad kids, and the fact that Michael digs Highway Unicorn, and the fact that, you know, Taryn digs, you know, hair, kind of, sort of, you know, like, and also, I'll say, I kind of like Heavy Metal Lover, too, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, Heavy Metal it's Lover is... the best is, yeah, no, exactly. it is yeah. solid. Yeah, because it feels like you're just being bombarded by messages, and then... There, you just want a moment to just enjoy a good. Beat. It does bother me that there's like no guitars on it at all, and it's heavy it's metal. Called heavy metal, but, but you know what? We've we've gone through other idiosyncrasies like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> that being said, I think we've talked about these albums real quick. I think it's now fair for us to go around the room and all say what we think the number two album should be between the Fame Monster, so and Born This Way. That's all we'll yeah, say. Michael, you go first. Yeah, say what you think should be. Number two. Born This Way. Taryn. I was going to agree with that going in, but I'm actually going to say The Fame Monster. And I'm going to say Born This Way. Okay. So, that being said, can we lock it in? This is tense, but I think so. Alright, in that case, guys, listen. Number six was Art Pop. Number five was Cheek to Cheek with Tony Bennett. Number four was Joanne. Number three was The Fame. Number two is Born This Way. And number one is Chillin' with Wale featuring Lady Gaga. I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The gay just exploded in this room. Highway unicorns all around. No, number one is The Fame Monster. And so guys... Uh, I was, it was way more tense than I thought it was going to be. Like, it was just like... It I, wasn't that tense. Well, I, I feel like we agreed. Exactly. Well, I just wasn't... I genuinely... I went into today genuinely not knowing what was going to be But that's the thing. It's so, like, yeah. it's like yeah. four through one were all just like... I, I could kind of... Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. guys probably could have convinced me in... And that's, uh, who am I kidding? Of course not. That's the thing is like... I... <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I assumed that it was going to be the fame monster just... I mean, for no other reason but than Bad Romance. But also just because it's so solid. It's only yeah. eight songs. There's no fat there. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a monster but, song. But then Born This Way is just so... There's so many fucking good songs on there. Right, but it's you know true. what? It's such a close second. As you yeah. can see, we've already finished really We finished second. ranking the goddamn things. We clearly have a lot more to say, and that is why we have a happy hour mini so in which we're going to talk about... Uh, worst Gaga song. We are going to, to talk about worst Gaga video and best Gaga video. Uh, we're going to get into all of that and so much goddamn more. In the meantime, though, uh, Michael, 
Thank you for being here. I'm so glad you were here. I am so happy that I got to make sure that this went correctly. Because, <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I wrote, I wrote a list out beforehand, and it's exactly what it was. That's I played right. you guys so well. You're all from Sherlock. All right, so, guys, listen. Uh, and Taryn, of course, thank you, as always. Taryn, if I, for You're the record, is welcome. wearing sparkle pants and I am studio. wearing sparkly leggings. Exactly. Uh, I uh, weigh unicorn. Well, I, was, makes... I just, I felt like I couldn't just wear, like, normal, Clothes, straight yeah. jeans. And, as you, and, guy, and, and so. this studio is stinking up because I'm wearing nothing but meat. Uh, so that being said. The uh, scent is wonderful. <laughs> Oh my God. I want all we of you. Kill this I want all of you to go ahead and leave your list on our Facebook page below, and also, you know, go ahead and look us up on fucking SoundCloud and iTunes and all those other different places. Uh, go ahead and do that. We'd appreciate it. Anytime you like us, it's a little prayer. And also, we're getting comments from people who I don't even fucking know these days, and it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so keep it up. We really appreciate it. Uh, in the meantime, happy everything so bad after this. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on listening. You know that we'll be. It wasn't love, it wasn't love, it was a perfect illusion, perfect illusion.